Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose my mind and I think I like it. Go next. Woo! What up, Knicks fans? And what is up, motherfucking Ralph? I thought that was Ralph. So excited he just can't hide it, Barry. And good day to Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson Hooper. Good day to you as well, Craig. And what is up, Barry? I see what you did there. I see what you did. Motherfucking D. You dropped me to the second slot. Not right. to the second slot, but to the third spot behind Ralph and Blandy. And you're all going to find out why in about a minute. I don't know if you're ever going to recover from this. It's so bad. I'm hoping I have an opportunity to. That's all. It's it's second pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, it won't take much to, to surpass at least Ralph again. <laughs> Wherever you listen to the show, remember to leave us a five-star rating and or a positive review. And please, subscribe to the one podcast that would allow a Knicks legend to walk right into our bike shop, that's right, our bike shop, and leave without even mentioning our podcast. You know, when it was done with that fucking St. John's basketball player, I was like, all right, who gives a fuck, right? When you did it with Boomer Esiason... Again, I don't really fucking care. But Mike fucking Breen <laughs> walks into Miniola Bike. Is there long enough to purchase a fucking bicycle? Is there long enough to have a conversation with you, Barry? You sold him the bike? No, Barry? I did not no. sell him the bike. I wish I did. Jason and I get a text from Barry. And this is not the first time this has happened, like I said. Where Barry is very excited to tell us, Mike Breen was just in the store. Jay, something like... Well, did you tell him about the podcast? No. <laughs> fucking idiot. No. You got, you're fucking, you got nothing to say, Barry? No, I do. Uh, <laughs> look, I wish I could go back, Craig. I thought I was going to have a second opportunity. First of all, he was in the store for a while. I didn't even know because I, I didn't lift my head up to see who one of my employees was helping. It was a father and son that my employee was helping. I didn't even look up to see who it was. And it just so happens I have... I have a Knicks season ticket holder. It was a that's, father uh, and son. There's a father and son. Mike Breen and his son oh, are shopping I thought, for I a bike. You I had didn't know it was Mike Breen. Were father son helping Mike Breen. It just so happens I have a, a Knicks season ticket holder as a really good customer of mine, and so we always talk Knicks when he comes in. He sends me a text. I'm going to be there in like five minutes. I need some help with my bike. So he comes in. I walk outside with him to get his bike out of the car, and he's like, "I can't believe who's up front there." I said, "What are you talking about? Who's up front?" He said, Mike Breen. I said, he is? I said, I didn't, I didn't even look up. Oh, my up. God. So I what go the- up, and the transaction had already been done. 
And, and he's like, come on, I'll introduce you, my customer says. <laughs> so we go up there. He's like, hey, Mike, season ticket holder, you know, so-and-so. This is Barry. You know, this is Barry. He owns a store. Oh, nice to meet you. How long has the store been here? Chit-chat. And then we start talking about the Knicks for a little bit. Anyway, you know, we got to build the bike for his son, his 16-year-old son. So I figure when he comes back, I'll have an opportunity to, to talk to him some more. Because I'm helping like two other people here. So he leaves. I get the bike done as soon as possible because I'm off the following day. I want to make sure I'm there when he comes. <laughs> I leave him a voicemail. The bike is ready. Only his son comes in to pick up the bike. You blew it! I thought it was going to have a second chance, guys. I didn't even get a picture with him, nothing. Didn't, weren't you telling me that you were trying to come up for, with a reason why the son, you, you were going to like, there was a scratch on the bike no, or No, there was a scratch on the bike. Bringing well, back yeah. in the shop. Look, I would have taken, like, I would have given him a big discount, this whole thing, but the credit card already had went through by the time oh, I got up there and saw it was him. Have you so fired, anyway, then have you I fired that, this employee, by the way? The, my employee had no idea who the fuck it was. How is that possible? Who who was this person? He doesn't follow sports, apparently. Jay, I was telling Barry the other day that he needs to fucking put... I mean, everybody knows you're a big Knicks fan, and they all I assume they all know about the podcast, right? Sure. Before this happens again, all right, maybe it's good for yourself, too. You need to put up a picture of every Nick on the <laughs> roster, all the coaches, everyone on the coaching staff, the front office, play-by-play... Uh, -play, Rebecca Harlow, fucking everybody associated with the Knicks. I want a fucking big photo back in that bike repair section of the shop. And you make sure everyone studies that shit. So the next time someone from the Knicks comes in, because it's going to happen again. You should have had flat. You should have flash. It's cards. amazing because I wait, I wait for this shit to happen. It's amazing. I'm always hoping that somebody's going to walk through the door because it happens from time to time. We're one of the bigger bicycle shops. And, I, you know, apparently Breen lives on Long Island. And that's why I came into our shop. I, 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 look, he's an idol of mine, all right? He is, you know how awesome he is. He, and we don't just say that because we're Nick fans. you he's didn't so even realize he was in the store. I know, I didn't. I the gotta, store's not that big, Barry. I understand that. And as a manager, you'd think I would lift my fucking head up uh, <laughs> a little bit more. Uh, uh, look, I'm ashamed, okay? I, uh, you should be. I let down the podcast. You dropped the ball. You dropped I the dropped the ball. ball. You failed us. You, you failed us. You failed the fans. You failed yourself. That's oh, a little you, dramatic. You, you failed. You failed, <laughs> you failed society. Yourself. You failed society. You waste so much time, Barry. By the way, but just now, while we wasted fucking twenty plus minutes waiting for Jay once again to get his audio right, which, by the way, Jay, I don't understand why you can't do this. Figure your shit out earlier in the day. I did try figuring it out. It just was. It wasn't working. Okay. While we were waiting. Barry, you tweeted at Ben Stiller. Would you consider coming on Hard Knicks Life to talk a little basketball? As if Ben Stiller's ever going to fucking read that tweet and respond to you. And you had Mike Breen in front of your fucking face. <laughs> you tweet at these fucking celebrities where there's literally I rarely no do that. chance. <laughs> I rarely do that, time. but I think, look. I had to take away DMing privileges from you <laughs> from the Hard Knicks Life podcast. Because I, I was honestly getting embarrassed. Look, the only shot you don't make is the one you don't take, okay? All right, Wayne Gretzky. Wait, hold on. The only shot you you what, say that again. I don't even know if that's the right way to say it. <laughs> it's the it's Wayne something Gretzky. Like that, only right? shot you miss a hundred percent of the shots oh, you don't take. That's it's right. Like that. That's that's right. That's what I that's meant what to say. Is. Okay, so you missed a hundred percent of that Breen shot. What does that fucking mean? <laughs> that is, no, that has nothing to do with the Breen thing. That's the Stiller. Thing. I I could not believe that. That was as big of a fail as Charles Smith 
against the Bulls. Yeah. And, and all, he, all he wrote was, sorry, guys. That's what he wrote in the text. Sorry, guys. I'd be, yes, if I was you, I'd be so embarrassed. I wouldn't even want to tell us that, that Mike Breen was in the store. Can you believe he even told us? Why even tell us? <laughs> I wouldn't want to tell you. I wouldn't want to tell you guys. <sighs> Look, there's also, first of all, first of all, you worked out on a treadmill next to John Starks. That and is you the said etiquette nothing. of the gym. You do not, I'm not asking John Starks to take off his headphones while he's doing the treadmill. And I manage That's a bicycle different. shop. John Starks guy, is removed look, from the team. And a guy no, walks he's, into he's a business. Still related to the team. A guy walks into a no, business to I mean sell like a bicycle. He's not like Mike Breen. A guy walks into a business to purchase a bicycle, and now the manager's going to start telling about a podcast that he does on the side. It's uncom- it's, there's no doubt it's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> there's no See, doubt he's it's not, uncomfortable. He's not you coming in it. to get pitched. By the manager of a bicycle shop about his podcast. <laughs> Look, if he was in a second time, that was the second time I was meeting him face to face. It's a little bit easier for me to broach the subject and bring it up. You know, that, that's with any person that you have a second contact with. And I thought I was going to have that second opportunity. And I'm hoping that, uh, you know, maybe I will again. He's going to he buy doesn't his live kid far away. bike. You know, he just bought a bike. What else? What's he buying now? Maybe he's going to come back in, you know, for, for that free tune up that he gets. Have you done a follow up call with, with the Breens? Oh, to see how the bicycle's going? See how the bicycle's yeah. going, if they need anything tweaked. You Why know, don't you, you call them right now? Dial them up right now. Do you have that number? Uh, It'd be a little weird if Barry's calling him me. at 1030 at night to check on his bicycle. <laughs> Just wanted to check to make sure that the bike's working out okay. <laughs> you can bring over to my house right now. Hey, guys, it's Mike Breen. Come on in. Mike, welcome to the show. Uh, well, oh, shit, we're five minutes late for the Bet Online ad. That's all right. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college action. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BLEAV, B L E A V to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so you all might be wondering, why are we back? They're not wondering why we're back. Hold on. <laughs> well, they might be. We're, they're probably wondering where we've been, not why we're back. Where have we been? I've been at school. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the Knicks are back, so we're back. It was media day on Monday, training camp day one on Tuesday. We're going to get to all the sounds. We got a brand new game of Ian Begley fucked up on Zoom. Well, it's not (laughs) brand new. We've been holding it for like this whole time. What's funny is that so many guys take the off season, you know, to work on their game, but apparently not Ian Begley. This is going to be great. If we have Zoom all year long again, I mean... I was afraid it was going to go away, but now we don't have to worry. No, he was in person at Media Day. For that, Wait, he was hold in person? on. Yeah. Is there another fuck up? No. This is just Not the one from, from Media like Day. A this month is ago? one from like two weeks ago. No, from like a couple weeks ago. Blandy and the news is back. We're back. It's like we never left. Unlike Frank Nilakina, who uh, did leave. He's in Dallas. Did you guys see the photos of Frank? No. Number 21 for the Dallas Mavs. Starting his fifth season. Is he looking hot? How does he look? Hot as ever. He's already injured his groin twice. <laughs> That's probably a lot of hot chicks down in Dallas. How was your summers, guys? Let's tell everyone how everyone's summers were. Mine was great. 
All right. Well, well rested. Cool. <laughs> Favorite part of your summer? Meeting Mike Breen. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it probably is, actually. Um, Favorite part of my fucking summer? It was fucking Mike Breen. It was. It actually was. It could be. It was what fucking Mike? You just said it was fucking Mike Breen. I did not say like, that. No, that? Craig you? said that. Did you fuck Mike Breen? That's mm, not what I meant. Oh, if he fucked Mike Breen and didn't tell him about the podcast, that <laughs> then that, that would, would be, be a, problem. a problem. Yeah. Well, that would just be awkward. Then <laughs> it's like I'm. You know, he wasn't coming using, into the bike the shop to be pitched to be on a talk. podcast, but he came in to fuck Barry. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> It'd be good pillow talk. That's Barry. Hall of Famer Mike Breen you're fucking disrespecting. <laughs> what was he was he doing his play-by-play voice during the whole thing, Barry? Pretty oh, no, much he, he actually, was. He didn't actually fuck him. Did you fuck him? No, but he did do his play-by-play <laughs> in the conversation, you know, talking about uh, how, you know, yeah, the Knicks improved, but I don't think they're going to be a four seed this year. You know, the rest Did of you the ask him to say bang? <laughs> no. No, oh, but but but, but after you know Peter made the sale, I gave Peter a high five. Sold another bike, bang! Wait, what? Who did that? My uh, so Peter. My, my Peter employee. is the one Peter. who didn't know who it was. Yes, Peter did that in front Fuck. of Mike Breen. No, I'm joking, Craig. I'm joking. <laughs> I can't follow what's going on here. Fuck this, Peter, dude. Jay, how's your summer? Uh, uneventful. Uneventful. Um, not much. Not much going on. <laughs> Shocking. Really? Shocking. Yeah, no. I will just, issue- uh, Just I, just relaxed. Oh, just, okay. I'm going to issue a, an apology to you, Jay. Or not an apology, but you were right about the goosebumps. Oh, was I? <laughs> you were. The diarrhea goosebumps? Totally fucking right, dude. I had quite an experience driving up to Maine with my family. Let's hear about it. <laughs> you want to talk about it real quick before yeah, we get into I all do, this yeah. Why I not wanna, start- This is it. season five, episode one. Let's wait like 25 minutes until we start talking next basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck not? I'm not, I want to do things, let's talk about it now. I want to do things differently this season. Let's just fucking let it go. Who cares? Whatever happens, happens here. Goosebumps, diarrhea. It's exi- You're exactly right. Thank you. Driving up to Maine. It's about, I thought it was going to be like a seven hour drive. It was like nine hour drive. It's a long time to be in the car with little kids. It's a long time. My kids are actually really good. Me, I have a problem driving um, long distances. Even like 30 minutes in, I start falling asleep. I don't know why. So I immediately need to start like doing things to keep myself awake. So I, I ate like, I would say like 12 Rice Krispie treats to try and stay awake. And I started feeling like bad stuff going on in my stomach, right? <laughs> I was holding in shits basically. And I held it in a few times, stuck in traffic in like Connecticut, heading through Stanford. Brutal, bumper to bumper, gridlock traffic. No exit in sight. And I started having to go to the bathroom. Mm. So bad that I don't know what to do. I'm like, I'm, I'm telling my wife to get to like, I'm like, do you have a garbage bag? <laughs> I think what? you got to get a garbage bag ready. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know how sometimes you hold it in like three, four, five times and you re, you like know every time you hold in and you, you pass that moment? That you're just pushing your luck because it's not like there's going to be that time where you can't hold it in. And I started getting the fucking goosebumps all over my arms. And the whole time I'm getting goosebumps, you're in my head telling me about the goosebumps Mm -hmm. and diarrhea, which is making the whole situation so much worse because I'm literally thinking I'm going to shit in my pants. Right. It's coming. It's coming. 45 (laughs) minutes into my trip to Maine. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to shit in the car in a garbage bag. Wow. 
I'm just going to leave it there. You were right. I'm not going to tell you about how me and my wife were cleaning up diarrhea from the front seat. (laughs) (laughs) I did make it to a McDonald's. That's good. That's good. I'll never eat Rice Krispie Treats again. Go in there. (laughs) No. No. Do not go in there. I appreciate you telling, you know, you being. uh, You were so right. Yeah. I appreciate it. I'm telling you, it was weird hearing you in my head during the whole thing. Nothing like hearing my voice when you're afraid you're going to shit your pants. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Jay said on the show that you get goosebumps. And he's right. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's, let's play some sound from Media Day and Day One of Training Camp. We got sound coming from a lot of places. First up here, I got, I'll tell you what to play. I did number them. Yeah. But I want to introduce them. All right, first up, we got Julius Randle. Got to start with the star of the team. This is Jew. Jew. I'm calling him Jew now. Everyone's calling him Jew. You they feel always comfortable calling Jew last Jew? Se- they called him Jew last season, too. I know, that's, but I'm now I'm starting to call awkward. him Jew. That's awkward. You should call him Jew, Craig. For me, it's awkward to call him Jew. Get I over it. I think for anybody, it should be awkward. It's J-U. Jew. Yeah, but you don't know that when you say it. If we're talking Knicks, then we know. So this is Jew on the Atlanta series. Uh, just going back watching the film. Uh, like I just felt like it was a lot of simpler things that you know I could have made the game way more simple. Uh, and part of that just was me being me, uh, putting a lot on my shoulders, and, and uh, you know, not making a moment bigger than what it was, but uh, just me, you know, wanting to to be great in that moment. So, um, like I said, I just felt like I overcomplicated looking back at the film. It was simple, um, and you know, I'm excited to. You know, be in that position again. Definitely brings back those memories of Julia struggling mightily during that series, right? Sort of seemingly reverting to what he was like during his first year with the Knicks. Right, right. I mean, after that amazing season he had, it was a, a really bad stretch of five games. But, I mean, it could have been a blessing in disguise, to be honest with you, the way that he stunk it up in the playoffs. I mean, number one, it served him a piece of humble pie, and it could have been part of the reason why he took less money. Than he did. I mean, think about it. if he would have went into the playoffs and capped off that season with an amazing performance in the postseason, he could have demanded more money. That's a possibility. It could also be giving him extra motivation. You know, we, we saw how hard he worked this offseason, which is nothing different from what he's done before, but that was fresh in his mind. So he wants to come back this year, put that behind him, and make up, you know, for his past mistakes. I think that's going to make him work much, much harder. Yeah, I do have confidence in him after last season. I know, you know, he struggled his first season and he said it because he was trying too hard. And it to- makes perfect sense that he did that in the playoffs. You know, there was more pressure on him. The fans were back in the stadium. It was packed. There's something else to learn from. You know, he learned so much after his first year. You've seen the photos of him and the videos of him. I don't want to get too excited about how his body looks because. That's what we fucking do every year. But he it looks look fucking good, great. It's His body looks great. Yeah, he does. And, it, and it matches what he says is like one of the big things he wants to do, which is be faster on the court, right? And with a slimmer, trimmer body, that's one of the things that's going to lend itself to. Hopefully he is, that works out. He's light years different than he was when he first joined the Knicks, where he, they yeah. showed now, I got, those I got, photos I got a of him with you. the- remember, But remember those photos of him with the chains? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. big, oh but God, he was he, like- He was enormous. But he, there, was, there was a layer of fat on him, you know? He, now he looks like in LeBron level shape. Yeah, yeah. You, I got a question for both of you guys because you mentioned the word pressure, right? Do you think that 
Randall has more pressure or less pressure going into this season than he felt going into last season. Because remember, last season he was coming off that awful year. Everybody hated him in New York. They wanted him out, right? Compare that to this year where he's coming off an all-NBA season. They made it to the playoffs. He wants to continue that level or step it up. And there's expectations on this team now. Which do you think he felt more pressure with? You know, after the first year, like you said, the fans wanted him gone. He had nothing to lose. I mean, he was he was hated by everybody. Everyone wanted him gone. He had nothing to lose. There was there wasn't pressure like that. And then even if, if add on to that that there were no fans in the arena. Now he's got this big contract. It could, yeah, you're right. It could have been bigger, but he's still on a brand new deal. Fans are going to be back. He stunk it up against Atlanta. He's got to prove that the Knicks made the right choice in extending him, and he's got more to lose now. It was no pressure last year because expectations were so low for him. Mm. I think it depends on like what you're talking about. In terms of like, I think with Fournier there and Kemba, he probably feels less pressure to do everything like he was trying to do last year. Right. But he probably feels more pressure to show that last year wasn't a fluke. Right. And, and, I mean? and I mean, think about it. He's the leader of this team. I don't care what big names you throw around him. Derek Rose, Kemba Walker, this or that. He's the leader. Of this team, but he's got to he's got to prove that the Atlanta series was a fluke, maybe, and that his regular season wasn't a fluke. <laughs> you know, right, right. And I don't think it is. And I mean, we all look, we we love Julius Randle, you know, around here. Everybody does, I think. But uh, think think about the fact coming off an All NBA Always season have. last year. Always have loved him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. But how sure. how great is it though? The season that he had, right? And now he can call himself an All NBA player. That he can go and ask his coach. Hey, coach, what is it you need from me this season? What is it that you want me to work on this offseason? The fact that he can do that, you know, just shows he's a team first guy and just, you know, wants to improve all the time. Nothing but respect for Randall. All right, Blandy, play the second clip. This is Julius on the additions and subtractions to the Knicks roster. Yeah, uh, obviously losing Elford and, and, and losing Reggie, those are two huge pieces uh, for us last year. Huh? Uh, they did a lot for our team. What? Um, you know, those guys had the toughest assignments on defense every night. Um, and, and they were tremendous for us. Uh, and not only that, they were great teammates. Those guys are like brothers to me. So it was, it was tough losing them. Uh, you know, Evan and Kemba, those are guys that you really got to account for um, on that offensive end. Uh, they can shoot and score the ball uh, and make plays. Um, and, our, and our biggest thing is we have to continue to lock up every night uh, and play defense. So I'm excited about them. Uh, they're obviously two experienced veteran players. Um, who have accomplished a lot in this league, and um, I think they'll be great for us. Most noteworthy thing about that was fucking Alfred Payton. And and just to show what Craig thinks about Alfred Payton, you you spelt his name Elford here, not Alfred, because who gives a shit at this point? Spelt it where? But and oh. when in he the sent fucking it to audio him. clip, like <laughs> I'm just saying, like he's a, like nobody gives a shit at this point. For him to say that, you know, it's they really miss him. I mean, come on. He might miss him. I mean, they were close. They played together in New Orleans. But I mean, the fact that you're going to say Alfred Payton was a huge part of this team. Come on. And a great the teammate. fuck out of here. Great teammate. The guy always sitting at the end of the bench by himself when the rest well, of the hey, team is it, celebrating. Great teammate. He's a great teammate in Phoenix because apparently I've from heard, what it yeah. sounds like, he didn't want to get the vaccine. But I guess because the NBA and you know the, the team needed him to get it in order to play, he got it. This is Julius Randle on babies and the offseason. How was your offseason? Did you do anything differently? I know you had a. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not yet, Mark, but <laughs> he's on the way. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I got another baby out here, please let me know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, just been dealing with, uh, you know, wife's pregnant. Um, so, you know, adjusting, getting ready for that and uh, shorter off season. Um, so uh, making sure I'm taking care of my body. Um, you know, this is typically a type of off season you would have if you were in the finals. Uh, so, um, you know, it's kind of good to get that experience in a sense, but um, shorter off season, take care of my body and, and just make sure I get the work that I need to get done. Yeah. I mean, like we said, Julius seems like he focused this off season on, on his body and staying in shape. And he even said in another, in another clip that he really didn't take any break after the season. He just went right back to work. He obviously rested and slept and all that shit, but he wasn't just taking the offseason off, and he seems very driven to improve upon what he already improved on last year. Yeah, and that echoed through the team, how driven everybody is. They've got, you know, a huge purpose, you know, going into the season. And again, going into last season, even though you had a new coach, you you didn't know what the season was going to bring. You didn't know what your what you were capable of. And now they know, I mean, they have that as a benchmark last season to build upon. And, and, and yeah, I mean, totally new sites to set their eyes on going into this year. And even the baby comment from a Berman saying like, you had a baby and he's like, no, I didn't yet, but please God tell me if I have any other babies around, you know, coming. He's loose. You know, he's exactly, he's loose and it's light and it's fun. Yeah. It doesn't, we said he's got a lot of pressure on him this season, but doesn't seem that way. Right, Seems right. like he's, he's really move, settling sure. into just being himself, and oh, just it's a good feeling at Nick's media day. It's a good, it, and it's and it's a good roster, man. I mean, you heard Thibodeau mention it, and you know, with the addition of Kemba, and you know, and I'm sure we'll get into Kemba later as well. But like the energy that he brings to the team, just everybody just gets along, and they're all workers, they're all gym rats. It's it's you know, it's it's good feeling in Nick's land right now. Yeah. Then we had D Rose come up to the podium. And this is D. Rose. He answers the the only controversy that might be happening in Nick's training camp. Who will be the starting point guard this year? Oh, he's starting. Uh, he's starting and I'm doing whatever it takes to like just change the game. I'm not worried about minutes or um, yeah, playing time or anything like that. I know Tibbs is going to happen. I know what you're saying. I feel like we got a deep team. Um, we got guys that multiple positions that can um, best versatile that could switch um, one to one to three. Um, you got guys that that selfless. Like I feel like we got a deep team. What do you think about that? Do you, does D Rose know that? Where he's just he's playing coach right now? Does he know Tibbs is starting Kemba? Is it obvious? Yeah, he, he must it know it. Yeah, he knows it. He Come knows on. it. And you know, that's the role that he wants. That's what Tibbs is going to give to him. That's where he was last year. And I mean, yeah. think about it. That's where he excelled last year. That's where he year, was best. Know? Yeah. And again, you know, you're you're putting Kemba in now instead of Alfred. I mean, talk about night and day. Hmm. And, you know, Rose is going to benefit, you know, staying in that spot behind Kemba now. As hard as that's going to be for Tibbs, he's going to have to put Kemba in instead of Alfred every game. <laughs> and there's a fucking love fest between Kemba and D Rose, these guys love each other. This is Kemba commenting on D Rose's statement, announcing that Kemba will be the starting point guard. Derek just came in and said Kemba's the starter. Does that help having guys there? I mean, I wouldn't know about that. I don't know yet, but that's pretty cool. You know, like for me, I mean, I've always been a 
huge D Rose fan. Regardless, starting, not starting, whatever, like, doesn't even matter. Like, just want to win, you know? And to have a guy like him, former MVP, uh, a guy who's been through it all, you know, to, to you know, be on the same team as him, this is really special for me. Why are they acting like, I mean, he's, Kemba Walker is the starter. Well, what do you mean I, they? I, I mean, Rose said it. Matter I know, but like it's like we know he's the starter, and then for Kemba to be like, you know, oh, yeah, that's great that he said, like you're the starter. We know you're the starter. Does anybody really think Derrick Rose is starting over Kemba Walker? No, I don't. I think that we all think Kemba is starting, but I don't. You guys make it seem like it's so obvious, but well, I didn't make it seem like that. It's just. I mean, I, think I do that's... think it is like sixty forty. Kemba's starting over D Rose. Look, really? we yeah. know that D Rose played well with quickly. Their numbers were really good together. You know, Obi showed signs once D Rose got here. Um, you know that that he excelled with him on the floor. I mean, look, D Rose was was a nominee for for Sixth Man of the Year. You know, that's that's where he's going to be. Um, you know, I guess the only maybe some people had questions because D Rose, you know, became a starter in the playoffs in the postseason. So maybe they thought that you know Thibodeau was going to yeah, carry but that then, through. But. And but then he was not as effective. Correct. I mean, he was not, but also there are there are rumors that he was not fully healthy back at the end of the season. You know, Kemba has to gift to get past. Kemba has to be healthy. If Kemba's healthy and Derek's healthy, I, I would say the perfect situation is Kemba's starting. Oh yeah, no healthy Kemba. I mean, forget about it. Healthy Kemba's an all star. Kemba. But if Kemba's in and out of the lineup this year, I mean, who knows? Derek and Derek Rose is healthy. You might start Derek Rose. Rather than having these guys constantly change their roles, we'll have to see. Right, you want them to be comfortable with the squad that's around them. And this is such a deep team that, yeah, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to keep keep those lineups set, you know, unless there's a back-to-back situation or, or an injury. And here's Kemba on his time here so far back in New York. Oh, it's been great. It's been great. I'm home. I'm from here, born and raised. And it feels like it a lot of love fans everywhere I go they really just embracing me and then you know everybody around here is really really cool and dope I just can't know these guys over the last couple of weeks it's been it's been really fun yeah I'm looking forward to you know, continue to build my relationships and then we're gonna mix up the sound here a little bit between uh, media day and then day one of training camp this is Tibbs talking about Mitch's recovery from his injury that I have to be honest, it's a mystery to me. And I think it's a mystery to What's most Knicks on? fans. People thought they saw him in the boot during the off season. They were like, oh shit, he's still in a boot. Then his boot's off. Like, no, he's healthy. I've seen him not in a boot. Now he's not even practicing on day one because he's still recovering from his foot injury. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's put on like- yeah, He put on a lot of weight. Supposedly a lot of weight and muscle. Yeah, I'm sure, I guess with his foot injury, he's doing a lot of like weight training. Maybe he can't do that much. He looks bigger, but he's not practicing, which is disappointing given how much time he missed last season. Barry, I don't know if we should listen to Tibbs first, but what the fuck is the injury? What his is foot? it? I don't know exactly what it is with his foot. foot injury? Obviously, it's a foot injury. Yeah. Was there a, was he, this long? Was there a surgery? It seemed like in the during the Atlanta series, he was begging to come back. He was back close and play. to coming back. Right. I know. There was speculation, oh, I might make it back for the second round if there is one. It, it does seem a little long. He is practicing. It's just he's practicing by himself, not with the team. So he's doing a very, very limited, mm. limited, limited practice. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know what the timetable for him is either. You know, uh, game one is is three weeks away. You know, of the regular season. So you know, who knows how close he'll be to that. Listen, at the very least, we know we have Taj. We know that we have Noel. We got Jericho you know. Sims. Hit, hit play, Jay. What? Number Mitch seven. Mitch one? Number seven. Mitchell, is, it's encouraging because of each day he's doing more and more. In, uh, he feels really good, which I think is important. And uh, he's put a lot of time into film study. And, you know, he's, he's done things where he was sitting in a chair and, you know, handling the ball, shooting out of a chair, shooting, stationary shooting, form shooting, uh, cardio in the pool, cardio on a bike. And when you, you guys can see the physical difference, he's done a, a, a lot of strength training. So, um, yeah, he he's handled it as well as you can handle it. So, uh, handled what? I think sometimes, you know, handled when you have what? some time off like that, you can take a step back and get a broader view of everything. And I think he has a good understanding of how important practice preparation is and uh, just w- observing the, the playoffs last year. And when you go back through the season, you see that he had a number of big games against quality teams for us. So uh, what he brings to our team is, is unique and it, it, his contribution to the team is very important. I'm sorry, but this is concerning. It feels like no different. I feel like last year hearing Tibbs say every day he's doing more and more. And maybe it feels like it's been more time than it has been. I mean, how long has it been since the Atlanta series? It feels like it was eight months ago. <laughs> it's been like three full months, I think. But how long was he out before that? Well, He's been out for a long time. Yeah, I mean, he only played 31 games last season. We got to get him out on the on the court. I'm sorry, but it's just concerning. His history with injuries every season. He's got injury problems. It wasn't his only injury his last year. And now, starting on day one, he's he's working his way back in. It's going to be another injury. I'm telling you, it's going to be another in and out season for Mitch. You think so? It's already starting that way. And we don't even yeah, know why. But, you know, with injuries like that, though, like if it could be from that first initial injury that he had, you know, prior to the end of the season. And, you know, if, if you don't let it heal right, you can just, you know, re-injure it, re-injure it, re-injure it. You know, unfortunately, you think to yourself, well, what the fuck are you doing? You know, that's your livelihood. You got to take care of that foot. Let the shit heal. But apparently it it didn't. I mean, I, unless the injury was a lot worse than they made it out to be. It's because he runs with his feet out like that. You know what I'm talking about? Well, dude, he's, he's a tall guy. He he's got to balance normal. himself. No, he runs all weird with his feet right. like this. Right. Like, like a cartoon, right? like a like a two-dimensional cartoon character. Like a duck. <laughs> Like someone's just bound to step on. He's not. He's not running normal. I think the key for Mitch is someone's got to teach him how to run normal. Yeah, you know, I got a new babysitter. Actually, speaking of that, got a new babysitter on day one. Day one, maybe it was day two. Doesn't matter. It was too early. At the end of the day, she's like, "Oh, I was working with your son on his walking. We were doing the balance beam. You know, I was like, what, what do you mean working with him on his walking? <laughs> your son's like, <laughs> what is that? Six mean? years old, isn't he? He's eight. It's going to be eight, eight years. years old. You're working with him on his walking. She's like, you know, he walks with his like feet out. You know, so I've been teaching him to walk with his toes pointed in. And then we're doing the balance beam. What is she, like an orthopedist you fucking hired as a babysitter? You have a she, balance beam? We have one of these like soft bouncing that you take out. We leave it on the couch and you can pull it out. 
just like this soft thing. She says if his hips, he can injure his hips when he gets older. Wow. <laughs> so that's how I view Mitch's running. It's going to cause problems. She, My babysitter could solve Mitch. <laughs> Get she her on the next training on staff. Come on. <laughs> all right, Jay. I'm not even going to set this up because I want you all to be surprised. Play clip eight. This is from Tibbs. Kevin Knox has had a good summer. What? Kevin Knox has had a good summer. <laughs> Supposedly, Knox. they almost trade him for like a second round pick, but here he's had a good summer. Dude, I picture Kevin Knox as a candle. And like last year, you know, like when a candle's about to go out, but it still has like that little glimmer mm. where there's no flame, but it's got a little glimmer. That's, I feel like, was last year. This year, it's just like smoke fucking rising from the candle. He's done. You know, unless, unless something sparks him and that candle gets lit again, he's done. Am I wrong? <laughs> no. This is Emmanuel Quickly on, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. Play this Emmanuel Quickly clip. Okay. Uh, it's great. You know, like I said, uh, we had all, all the last season we were together getting the towels, you know, for everybody, getting the, oh, pause it. passing out loops at 3 a.m. on a road trip. So, you know, we learned a lot from each other and just being I love rookie so, stories, by the way. So we this we is didn't a, really hear any of them last year, but I love <laughs> yeah. like hazing stories and like rookie, yeah, yeah. you know, little task stories. So this is Emmanuel quickly talking about him and Obi Toppin being the rookies last year and handing out loops at 3 a.m. in the morning. Is that Fruit Loops? What is that? Loops. <laughs> I don't know. We can't, let's, let's, let's play it again. I think this is why I want to play this. I want us to figure out what the fuck loops are. Uh, it's great. You know, like I said, uh, we had all, all the last season we were together getting the towels, you know, for everybody, getting the passing out loops at 3 a.m. on a road trip. So, you know, we learned a lot from each other and just being able to, me being able to talk to him about my season and him being able to talk to me about his season. Um, I feel like, you know, we've learned a lot. And then obviously Summer League playing together, we've been together pretty much for two years now. What's Loops? Is that like a mixtape? Loops? Like music? What What is handing out Loops at 3 a.m.? Well, according to Google, Loops are a shape produced by a curve that bends around <laughs> and crosses itself. <laughs> What do, I'm trying to look if there's like a street definition. Like hula hoops? Is it, it a hula hoop? Is he handing out hula hoops? Not hoops. Fuck is it loops. Loops. Yeah, and it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be like a musical loop that replays and replays. That doesn't make sense either. Yeah, we need somebody to fucking fill us in on this. <laughs> is shit. it bowls of fruit? It's bowls of fruit. Are loops. they talking about fruit loops? Because that I, that'd be pretty cool. At 3 a.m. on a road trip, I, I think that would be appropriate for, for fruit that. loops. Yeah, it's a nice sugary. Sweet I need to really know what morning. loops are. And everyone else in that press conference just pretended like they knew what he was talking about. Handing out loops at 3 a.m. This says something about Fruit Loops. I'm going to go with what you think. You think it's Fruit I was fucking kidding. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to go with Fruit Loops. (laughs) What else is he talking about? He's handing out loops? That's not on the... They're taking care of their bodies. You think Julius Randle's having fucking Fruit Loops at 3 a.m.? By the way... I don't think so. You know Elfrid... Or did he say he's handing out lubes? Lubes. <laughs> well, that's what I first, yeah, that's what I that first thought. Because that would make sense. That's right. And with all the safety protocols, you're Especially not- Especially you know, if they're on the road. You're not getting yeah. uh, ladies of the night to come up to your room. Not in the pandemic. Hmm. You know Elle from Chicago is going to call in next week and be like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> it's loops, guys. <laughs> it was a lube. They, the rookies always hand out lubrication for the vets. Uh, you imagine 
The other day you were talking about uh, Fruit Loops, uh, handing out the Fruit Loops. Uh, no, 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 no. That's not what I was talking about, man. It's actually this loop, you know, for all the whores out on the road. <laughs> oh, my God. Jeez. Jay. Uh, this is R.J. Barrett. You know, there's not a lot of great sound from R.J. Barrett, but I want to find no, but Going something. back quickly, one last thing, though, quickly. You you listen to that guy talk, and he, and it, it, he sounded yeah. like it even as a rookie, but he sounds so professional, and it's only year yeah. two, and he already sounds like a fucking veteran the way he approaches the game and talks about, you know, you know, talking to the to the new rookies that are coming up and explaining shit to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons of Another confidence. Great teammate. Out, yeah. Like outspoken. He's not shy at all. Like, like we've said, some of the other rookies that the Knicks have drafted. And one of the interesting things, which I didn't pull, was him talking about the new rules this year as far as um, the referees calling, not calling those fouls that he would get yeah. so many advantages from last year. And yeah, I guess yeah. he's been, you know, he said he's been studying up all offseason trying to find new ways around the rules to get some of those calls. So that'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. When was the last time you felt this good about a roster, like the complete roster? <laughs> oh my God. I'm not going to, I'm not you playing know? this game. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. It's a, it's a rhetorical question. Go ahead. <laughs> Next. Here we go. I actually saw something on Twitter. It was like, this is RJ. RJ Barrett going into the lane this year. And I was like somebody in like Pause the field it. and they were just... Do you know how excited I got when RJ said he was watching a tweet and he said, he was like, I saw a tweet and someone was like, RJ going to the lane this year. I was like, oh my God, he's talking about my tweet last year. Yeah, I I saw somebody on Twitter. It was a picture of me grabbing my girlfriend's ass. (laughs) No, but you know that tweet I put out where it was like a guy, one of those strong men with a giant log. Oh, running yeah, yeah, down yeah, yeah. really slow because I always thought RJ going down the lane, he's so fucking slow and it, he like f- pushes that ball up like it's a fucking 50 pound medicine ball yeah, 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 yeah. up at the hoop. But he's actually yeah. talking, I guess About someone spacing. tweeted that he's going to have so much space this year because of the other guys on the team. You play the rest of that, Jay. You know, by themselves, wide open, <laughs> which is basically you know how I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be um, attention on other people. Um, all of us can, can really play. So, you know, everyone's going to get their opportunity. Now, Craig, you don't have the, the audio of him talking about defending the other team's top player? No. You can just talk about it rather than criticize me, Jay. I'm just... <laughs> yeah, bring it up. Just bring it up. Talk about it. We're talking about any sound you, you liked. About him being a two-way player, and that's what he wants to be. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, I just know I saw that, you know, he was talking about how that last year that fell to, to Bullock, and obviously he's not here, and he would, you know, he would welcome that opportunity. Which is what you want to hear from him. Yeah, going back to what he was saying about just attention being taken away from him, I think that's going to be good for him. Because last year, it started, it kind of started off with him being like the second option. She obviously is not ready for. So it's nice to have these other talented players on the roster that he's not going to just, he's not going to feel that pressure because there's pressure on him. And the kid's still, how old is he? 21. 21. 21. Then this is Evan Fournier, Jay, on kicking Stefan Bondi's ass. <laughs> I, I just think it's, it's it's how I was brought up. You know, I'm from a, a, a fighters family. Uh, both of my parents are or were judo uh, fighters. Uh, we fought the national team, and so I've I've always been around fighters my whole my whole childhood. So I think it, it, it plays a huge part of uh, of who I am. You know, I've I've, I've witnessed a lot of. Hard workouts, hard practices, uh, guys throwing up because they're tired. You know, uh, my dad fighting, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think as a, you know, as a kid, it, it kind of stays with you. So 
it's just a part of who I am. I enjoy winning. Uh, I enjoy battling, and I enjoy competing. You do judo also? I used to. Yes, I used to. Not not, not anymore, obviously. But I, I, yes, I, yeah. How high how high level did you get to? Uh, it, it was kind of an unofficial things because my mom and actually both, both of my parents were uh, so my dad was uh, the national team coach and I used to practice with him you know on, on the sideline really but it, it wasn't like an official thing I can kick your ass though don't worry. <laughs> Fucking killed the room, man. <laughs> a, few, a lot more laughs than Letterman got over in uh, Brooklyn. Oh, man. Was that awkward or what? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was was meant to be, though. Yeah, but it was, it was, Devin, it was, Kevin, it was Kevin Durant in I have on that it? audio for later. Play it. Play now. We're here. Play it now? Yes. The, the Letterman it's stuff? It's part of the news. Well, fucking move it to right now. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, Dave uh, from uh, Basketball Digest. Kevin, uh, 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 KD, why, why do people call you KD? Um, Can I call you KD? Or? Yeah. Okay. My, my first name is Kevin. Uh-huh. Right. And my second name, my right, last right name, my second name, my last name is Durant with a D. KD? Uh, this year, how, what percentage do you plan on giving on the court? 90, 95, 100, 110. What are we looking at? Uh, 110. 110. <laughs> 110. <laughs> uh, I just got off the phone with the Dolan family. and uh, They said that they're talking to the commissioner now. They're looking at working a contractual deal that will allow you, uh, when you're not playing for the Nets, days off, you'll be able to play for the Knicks. Comments? All right, Dave, that was the last one. Co I'm sorry, was that a comment? Co that was it. How about you? Do you have a comment? Wrap it up. Okay. Uh, I'm being told my time is done. Have a, have a great uh, year. Thanks. What about the Pelicans? When you guys play the Pelicans, does it kind of make you giggle? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, that's all I got. That's it, everybody. Thank you. Good night. What was that okay. for? Why was he there? Good job, dude. I don't know because does he even still do that Netflix show that he was doing with the sit down? I don't know. The long it, sit -down it, it was a really odd thing for him to just show up because he he doesn't really go out in public that often, right? You know, he's become kind of like a recluse. Hey, did the Nets get him to show up? It doesn't no. sound like it. I mean, they looked like they were shooting him off. Yeah, I don't think there's anything. You don't think in that it was set the up by them? He must. I, yeah, you would think that he had a current show that he would be. You know. That he taped it for, but well, he wouldn't just go even if he there had a Netflix show, the, he wouldn't throw it on. He wouldn't just that. go there for the fuck of it. Maybe he's ready to uh, like launch a new show, and like this is his way of getting back into the. Uh, I wouldn't even say spotlight though. This is NBA. It's not like uh, huh, a I huge it's, it's, platform for him. It's fucking Nets media to mess day. Around with. Well, that was all the sound for media day, guys. Overall impressions, Barry. You excited for? Uh, Start a training camp was too short of an off season. Uh, I mean, it did go fast. If that's what you mean, but I, I'm excited. It, 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 again, we're ready for October 20th, game one of the regular season. I'm psyched. It's crazy. It feels like the season just ended for them, but I mean, hey, it's more basketball. So I love a short off season. All right. Well, we went from Stefan Bondi getting Stefan Bondi getting his ass kicked by Evan Fournier to another one of our favorites. It's time for everyone's favorite. 
Hit it, Jay. Ian Begley, mm. you know he fucked up on Zoom. Yeah. Fucked up on Zoom. Zoom. All right, here we go. So just a couple of weeks ago, right, with uh, Julius Randall. On a one-on-one, not a one-on-one Zoom interview, it was a Julius Randle press conference, I guess, after he signed uh, his extension. Ian Begley, S&Y. Hey, Julius, um, did you, did you kind of know, like, during the of, season that you shit were going to go over this route, or did you have to think about it <laughs> once it was presented to you and kind of weigh your options? Um, I mean, I knew it was... Uh... Uh, Dude, turn off your ringer. That, Play the that same again. thing. Play that again. <laughs> I remembered it being much worse. <laughs> Play it again. How many times does it ring? Ian Begley, S and Y. Hey Julius, um, did you did you kind of know like during the season? <laughs> the same exact thing happened to Ian on the low post. He was on the Zach, um, Zach Lowe's podcast for like thirty minutes, and the same fucking ring went off during the taping of the podcast. Just shut off the ringer. Sounds like a toy phone, almost. No, that's a fucking ringtone. That is? On your iPhone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Oh, definitely. What's it called? Do you know? I'll fucking tell you in a second. Ian Begley can't not fuck up. It used to be my fucking ringtone. It was so annoying. I got rid of it. Oh, that's an annoying I know. I got rid of it. That used to be my fucking ringtone. How the fuck am I going to know what the fuck it's called? I'm sure it's going to be so worth it to just hear the sound again on your phone. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay, let's just go through all the rings and see if we can find it. And then we'll be like, cool, we found it. Okay, let's forget it. Awesome. Cool, let's just pretend we found it. I, I don't know what the fuck it is. Forget it. Cool. You guys want to listen to some voicemails? Unfortunately, well, let's just play the voicemails. I'm not going to set right. this up. Just in order? Yeah, I numbered them for you over there, Jay. Okay. So actually, you play hey, them out up, of order. Fellas? Yeah. No, play them in order. <laughs> hey, what's up? I don't know. In order? No, let's just hey, play up, everything fellas? all out it's of fucking DB. whack. I'm out here with my dickhead. Can you start this over? I was talking uh, over DB. Time for another episode. <sighs> start it again. Well, you missed the there best part. Hey, what's up, fellas? It's DB. I'm out here with my dickhead dog. Uh, time for another episode. I, I'm... I'm needing some Nick stuff because I think it's coming up. I'm excited. Uh, before the season started, so I should say before free agency started, I really did not want Evan Fournier. I thought this guy's game is not exciting. It's not such a big jump for us. I didn't want to spend the money on him. Uh, but now, I don't know. Uh, I'm excited to see him play. Is that because I'm a Knicks fan and I just make, you know, something good? out of something that can be bad or am I really impressed with what I've seen from him? I don't know. What do you think? I think you were initially just disappointed that it was another off season where the Knicks didn't get fucking Kawhi Leonard or some unreasonable, unattainable star. And it's a it's disappointing at first when you get Evan Forney and then time passes. You are a Knicks fan you want to root for everyone on this team. But just looking at Evan Fournier as a player, it's a good signing. As much as we talk about Reggie Bullock's defense, I mean, he's not a fucking all-defensive team guy. He's, he's a good defender. But, you know, Fournier is going to bring more to you on offense. You're not dropping 
um, in your three-point. I mean, you're talking about Fournier, who shot over 41% from three last year on a bunch of attempts, and a guy that's going to do more with the ball than just get it and give it or get it and shoot, get it and give it, get it and shoot. He's going to put the ball on the floor, and he's going to keep your spacing alive. So I think it's a win at that position. You should be you know, happy. My brother-in-law, my brother-in-law ran into him in Central Park. Didn't say anything about the podcast, though. So. <laughs> All right. So voicemail two. Voicemail two, which unfortunately is DB again. DB hey, is guys. apparently the. Uh, God damn it, Jay! You ready? DB is up. No, I'm not ready. <laughs> He's introducing the clip. I'm introducing the fucking clip. Fucking with the fast trigger. Blandy just wants to go to sleep. We would have done a half an hour ago if it wasn't for your fucking audio issues, Blandy. I was going to say, this is DB, and he apparently is the only listener who's leaving voicemails during our four-week absence, or whatever it was. How many weeks was it? Seems like four. Since the uh, Kemba and Fournier presser. So we appreciate you, DB. That's too, I'm sorry that your dickhead dog hasn't died yet, by the way. I, I don't oh. understand. Right? What? I don't think he wants him to die. You don't think he... You wouldn't want your dickhead dog to die? So That's pretty die. horrible, Craig. You may have like a brother or sister or mother or father who's an asshole, but you, you don't want him to die. Well, this is a dog. Craig, yeah. that's... You Still. just... You kind of went too far with that. It's his best did friend. I? It's his best yeah, friend. Yeah, I think you did. So why is he calling him a dickhead? Because that's what you do with your best friends. You call your dickhead dog... I mean, you call your dog a dickhead? No, I call dickhead you a dog? dickhead. Yeah. You're, you're really mean to me. You guys have never called me a dickhead. Well, not to your face. But when I call into podcasts and I leave a voicemail, I say, yo, I just got off the phone with my dickhead friend, Craig. Dickhead is such a harsh term. You and Nobody I uses called dickhead ba- anymore. That's the you, whole thing. Nobody you and I dickhead. called Barry a dickhead when he didn't tell Mike Breen about the podcast. We texted with that about that and we used the term dickhead. You he did? Barry was a dickhead. No, we didn't. Nobody says dickhead. Dickhead? I bet there are people still use that. Yo, nah, you not since like 97. Dickhead. That died in 97. All right, here we go. Hey, guys, it's DB again, this time without my cunty dog. I have one other Whoa, question. Cunty uh, dog? Have you seen these rumors about cunty. Mitchell Robinson putting on all this weight, <laughs> gaining 60 pounds of muscle? Uh, I don't know. This does not sound like a good thing. Uh, first of all, it doesn't sound very believable. We know Mitch likes to tell little, um, what do you call them, tall tales, uh, have you, if you have it. So, I don't know. Uh, putting on 60 pounds of muscle doesn't sound real. And if he's putting on 60 pounds, it's probably McDonald's or something. So that's not good either. Uh, and so I really don't know what to think of Mitch. So I uh, hope you guys are all good. Thanks. It's not 60 pounds not from 60, this offseason. It's 60 since he was a rookie, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the number is, but I mean, you could, the pic, more pictures came out today. And yeah, you see it for sure. As, as far as if it's a good thing or not. I mean, it just I doesn't make any sense when he's, when he's got court. a bad foot. He's got a bad foot. Why is he putting weight on? And if you don't think someone who calls their dog a cunty dog and a dickhead dog wouldn't mind their dog dying <laughs> so they don't have to walk around that cunty dog all the time, I think you're mistaken. Well, he, he could clear it up. He just has to call in again and just tell us, does he want the dog dead? Yes or no? DB, do you love your cunty dickhead dog or don't you? That's all we <laughs> got to know. <laughs> My cunty dickhead dog. Now I'm excited for the third voicemail. See if he comes up with something else. You ready? Uh, Yes, I am ready. Thank you for asking. Hey, guys. It's DB here. One more time about Mitchell Robinson. Now that we hear his foot is not ready, why is he putting on 60 pounds of muscle? (laughs) 
For a seven-footer who has foot problems, is the right thing to do to put on more weight so quickly, or would it be maybe take your time with this? Very concerned. You know, we spent so much time talking about the cunty dog that I forgot to mention in the second voicemail from DB. He's right. Mitch does have these tall tales every offseason of, of how he's going to shoot threes or make threes, introduce them to his game. And now this offseason, there's no talk of threes, but it's all about his like muscle, his muscle he's put on. Is it bad? Do you think it makes a difference to put on whatever weight he's put on this offseason? I'm sure mostly in his upper body. If you have a bad foot, it's not a good idea. Is that true? How, how could it not be? Dr. J over here. How could that not be? It's it's more weight on his feet. Craig, ask your ask your babysitter tomorrow if that's good <laughs> or not for me. She she seems to know. Is more weight on those duck like platypusy running feet of his. What kind of feet? Platypusy. platypusy. <laughs> you cunty platypusy feet. Platypusy. <laughs> Do you think that's the 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 biological term of, of a platypus's <laughs> vagina? <laughs> Platypussy. <laughs> or is that something that one male platypus says to another male platypus as a, as a dig? You know, he's such a platypussy. Oh, let me see that platypussy. Or I went down to the lake last night. I got myself some platypussy. <laughs> Dude, I can't breathe. Platypus. <laughs> oh, it's Shit been that too comes long. Out of your mouth. <laughs> Y'all hear that motherfucking music? It is time for the news with Blanderson Hoop Hair. Brought to you by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company. They are changing the crumb cake game. And this month. The crumb cake of the month, Blandy, is. And let's fucking get the sexy music back on, Platypussy. Let's go. Okay, hold on. Let me get it. Clarkson Avenue crumb cakes. The crumb cake. <laughs> That'll make even a platypus's platypussy wet. <laughs> just, that, is, that is not going to help sell crumb cakes. <laughs> Somebody tweet <laughs> Somebody <laughs> I did like a tease on Twitter We're crumbing back <laughs> Today, did you see that? Somebody put a tweet out, a video Of like a cake <laughs> Did you see this, Barry? No I, I think I, Was this the with, other day or this was today? Hold on, I'll try to pull it up With, a, with like a cream Just like jizzing on top of the cake <laughs> I gotta find this for you. Uh, It was so fucking good. Hold on, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna play it here for you right here. I know I'm not gonna you're not gonna be able to fucking see this. There you go. Oh no, I see that. Oh, that's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just when you come, like it's it's how hard you come. You know, I have this um. We moved into a new office for work. Did I tell you about this? You sent us a couple pictures. Are we in the middle of a Clarkson Avenue crumb cake? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you want to finish the ad first or what. 
No. Well, I was in the office. Or I've been in the office for a few days now, and it's brand new. The bathroom. So I, you, you saw that video I just sent you of the Clark's net of the cake with the that like vanilla icing, like jizzing softly on it. Yeah. The whole bathroom, it's like it's brand new, and they've got this like water efficiency sinks. They're paying the ass because they like only turn on for very short spurts amount of time. And then there's a soap dispenser that you put your hand under. And then it always like, it takes like three seconds for it to jizz out this little, little tiny nothing. <laughs> Every time I put my hand under, like I'm picturing me. like, it's a combination of like this cake of some someone like jizzing on a crumb cake or just like jizz in general. Because <laughs> it's like, you hear the thing working. It just reminds you of like, you know, just someone struggling to... Uh, like an old man. Finish. finish. Yeah, like an old man. Like <laughs> you you put your hand under it and you could hear the dispenser like working. And it finally just lets this little very underwhelming <laughs> of soap <laughs> with like nope, no force. <laughs> uh. Back this month, the crumb cake of the month, Mocha Joe. Jay, you want to tell us about Mocha Joe real quick? Um, the cake is infused with espresso. And the crumbs are made with espresso and chocolate for that traditional mocha flavor. It's also got some coffee flavor in it. Um, it looks like it's in the picture. It's paired with some like dried apricots or something, which is a little odd. I don't. I, don't <laughs> I get was it. wondering what that is too. Oh, okay. Are they those put not a thick beans? gooey layer of apricot preserves between oh. the cake and the crumbs. That's what it is. Oh, right. It's, it's a it's bit just, of an odd choice, but all right. They do that to finish off the cake. Yeah, you get a, so it's a little moist, something to ooze out of the cake when you take a nice bite. From holiday gift boxes to their world-famous Crumpkins, they even have a Crumb Cake of the Month subscription you can get for 3, 6, or 12 months. Go to ClarksonAvCrumb.com. And don't forget, you can also build your own Crumb Cake there. Use promo code HARDNIXLIFE for 23% off your order. Maybe Mitch's uh, 60 pounds was Crumb Cake weight gain. It's possible. It's very possible. Maybe he heard our ads and he, you know... Who knows? All right, Blandy, you've had about a month to prepare this news segment. I can't wait to hear how much Kyrie slander is going to be in this month. Okay, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on getting to the vaccine stuff uh, right away. A uh, couple of things. First, uh, Ben Simmons seems to be done with the 76ers. I guess there was a bunch of stuff coming out of media day yesterday uh, about how they want him back, and it doesn't seem to have moved the needle with him. So it looks as if um, you know, he wants no part of, of going back to the Sixers. That was probably the worst part of the offseason was just that that was the only story the entire offseason was Ben Simmons and his dysfunctional relationship with the Sixers and how it's not going to be repaired. Just every day, that's all it was. So I'm glad that that's fucking going to be finally over. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. signed the five-year $207 million extension with the Nuggets. Did you see that? Yeah. Oof, yeah. It's a lot of money. Uh, the Timberwolves. All of a sudden, like right before the season announced that they had fired their team president, mm. and they sent out a uh, press release in which they misspelled the name of the team. Uh, which really? Just seems, which seems like a totally what, Timberwolves thing What they misspelled, Minnesota or Timberwolves? Timberwolves. They wrote Timberwolves. Mm. Yeah. In so the press statement or in the tweet? In the press statement that was then tweeted out. Yeah. So let's talk about the vaccine. Let's talk about protocols, covid um, did either of you read the Rolling Stone article? Yeah. Barry? No. Okay, so this article in Rolling Stone just about vaccine hesitancy in the league. 
Um, and it highlighted a, a, a bunch of players, the idea that some of them were spreading conspiracy theories about microchips and mm. something about, I don't know, Satan, uh, some, some crazy, crazy stuff. Right. I heard excerpts. Yeah. Um, there in, you know, 90% of the, of the NBA apparently is, or the players are vaccinated at this point. 100% in, of the Knicks, right? Yeah. Because they have to be. Well, they don't well, have to be. They well, then they can't home, play they for the Knicks, be. though. They can't play a home game. Sure. Well, Kyrie doesn't think he has well, to be. So yeah. in New York, New York, I believe, in San Francisco are the only two places that have that in place. But it's weird, though. You can be a player on a on another team and come to New York, and you don't have to be vaccinated to play at the Garden or at the Barclays, hmm. which yeah. is weird. But yeah, so let's let's talk. There there are a number of big name players that are not vaccinated uh lebron finally came out and, and said that yes he had gotten vaccinated but the big thing is is Kyrie. um do you want to hear that sound yes oh, Kyrie yeah. was at media day via zoom for the nets so i'm gonna play this for you here and secondly we can only presume that you're not joining us right now because of vaccination i'm curious is that accurate and if so uh, or do you expect to be either vaccinated or compliant in time by the time you guys come back from L.A. after that postseason game, after the preseason game? Yeah, no, Brian, I appreciate your questions, bro. Honestly, I, I like to keep that stuff private, man. I'm a, I'm a human being first, and obviously living in this public sphere, um, there's just a lot of questions about what's going on in, you know, in the world of, of Kyrie, and, and I think I, I just uh, would love to just keep that private and, um, you know, handle it the right way with, uh, my team and uh, go forward uh, together uh, with with the plan. So, you know, obviously I'm not able to be present there today, um, but that doesn't mean that I'm I'm putting any limits on the future of me being uh, able to join the team. And I just want to keep it that way. So we can keep that private. And if anybody has any further questions about that, please, it would be the same response. I would like to keep that private. Um, and just please respect that, you know, my privacy. And how, how is he say it's private when literally he won't be allowed to play if he doesn't get the vaccine? That's not for for a guy who doesn't like the media talking about him and his personal stuff. He sure loves doing a lot of shit that makes people talk about him and his personal stuff. So he fucking does. It's pretty fucking relevant to find out the answer to this question. Exactly. Is it? Uh, if, if it's a New York State thing, though, it's not like the NBA, right? No, no. Well, no, New York City. It's a New it's York a, City. Okay, thing. so it's a New York City thing. Yeah. It, it, the NBA can't all of a sudden say, okay, Kyrie, you don't have to get it, right? No. No, it has nothing to do with that. It's it's New York City law. Apparently, the NBA went to the players' union trying to work out a deal where they could get everybody vaccinated, and the union said it's a non-starter because there's just a lot of – well, there's a decent amount of guys that are hesitant. I mean, it's not just Kyrie. It's Bradley Beal. Uh, shoot, who are the other people that I saw today? Wiggins. <sighs> Oh, yeah, Andrew Wiggins was another one. There's a couple of others that I'm I'm blanking on. I'm sure on. Michael Porter isn't. I know that a lot of them are giving stupid excuses uh, and making themselves right. sound really stupid. But, uh, yeah, did you hear what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had to say about Kyrie? No. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to ask us every time you play a clip. If yeah, because there's, there there's people out there that didn't hear it. Just okay. play it. Here we go. So Kareem had, po <laughs> had uh, written actually a, an op-ed because he's been in public service announcements and things like that to get people vaccinated. This is actually him being interviewed on CNN last night. Did you read the article? Did you read the Rolling Stone article, Barry? No. 
Craig, now did you read the Rolling Stone article? Oh, yes. Jesus Christ. Okay, here. It just it's enough with the uh, questioning us. It's, cons- it's constructive criticism. That's all. Yeah, dickhead. It's for next time. You're, you're a dickhead. To get better. And it's like Thibodeau would tell Randall what to work on on his game. You don't need to work on just that stuff. Right, right. Can I just get your reaction to um, Kyrie Irving's statement? I can't uh, accept Kyrie Irving's statement. He, he's hiding behind procedure here. Either you understand what's going on and you're going to do the right thing or you don't understand what's going on and you're going to continue to uh, create all this confusion uh, with your stance. So, uh, you know, we, we, we got to get that cleared up exactly where he stands and uh, what that means to those around him. Now he goes on further. Don Lemon asked him, like, what should the NBA do about the, the people that don't get vaccinated? Should they be punished? And he said, he said yes, that they should be punished. They should be like suspended or fined or whatever. Which again, they can't really do that unless the the union agrees to it. But right, and I mean, if you're Kyrie and you're going to take this big stance upon not getting vaccinated, you you better fucking come out and speak your mind why it is that you're not doing it, like a real fucking reason to to give instead of saying, oh, you know, it's personal, it's private. No, you're going to come out and and do something like that and and let down all your fans, um, you know. You, you got you got to give a little bit more than I mean, that. It's not realistic that he'll miss every home. He, I mean, how could they possibly allow that to happen? The team couldn't allow that to happen, could they? Well, they did just fine without him. You know, now granted, I mean, when he's on the court, <laughs> he's only forget play about on the it. Road? It's night, night and day. I mean, he that he's 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 you know he's a great player, and obviously when they have the the big three out there, their fucking numbers are off the charts. Okay. Um, that being said, even when he's not out there, they're, they're still a great offensive team. So, I mean, they'll they'll get by. But, yeah, it, it does seem very hard to believe that he wouldn't be out there. And then I didn't know that it's true what you said about other teams coming into New York, that even if they're unvaccinated, they could play. That, that's yeah, I heard that to today. Th- there's, and that's just because they're not employed by, by a I team. Don't know. There's, it would, there's it would open of... up a whole can of worms, dude, if, if every person then everybody that came would into New that? York yeah. to work had to be vaccinated. They can't. They can't set that mandate on everyone. It would fuck everything up across the well, board. The, the weird thing is, though, because, uh, you know, it's become a big thing in the last two days is that I heard like all the tr- like trainers and stuff like that, th- those individuals have to be vaccinated. And so there's a lot of rumblings from uh, trainers and other people like that in the organizations that are pissed off because the players don't have to be vaccinated. And yet here they are in close contact with them every day you know, helping them work out and stretch and all that kind of stuff. And they have to be vaccinated, but the players don't. Mm. Yeah, he's been liking Instagram posts that talk about conspiracy theories that like secret societies are implanting the vaccines in a plot to connect black people to a master computer for a plan of Satan. But going back to what you said before, Barry, I could totally see like with the number of games Kyrie just misses naturally. But do they For pay a variety him, of reasons between injuries or fucking suspensions because of birthday parties during COVID or or whatever it is. Like he missed so much time last year. I could totally see him missing most of the regular season games at home. And then just hoping that by the time the playoffs come that that, that like mandate's been lifted in New York City right. or and, something. And then you're talking about him missing over $400,000 per game. You know, it's going to fall into... Like a, a figure like that, because he wouldn't. Get I don't think for he those cares games. about that. Yeah, I mean, so it's definitely creating somewhat of a, a divide. Jonathan Isaac of the Magic was another one mentioned in the article. Um, 
which he came out and said that the stuff in the written in the article wasn't true, like stuff about him being a supporter of Donald Trump and hating Anthony Fauci and believing in like this conspiracy stuff. Um, Brooke Lopez, I'm not, not sorry, uh, Robin Lopez, who's actually on the magic with uh, Jonathan Isaac, though, took a very subtle jab at the anti-vaxxers in the league today at, at their media day. Uh, I have sound of that if you're interested. Again, just play the okay. fucking sound. <laughs> I'm still not sure the Milwaukee's actually won the championship. I didn't. I didn't watch. I wasn't there. I didn't watch the game myself. So, um, I guess I'll go off a basis of there's got to be some kind of proof. I'll do. I, I'm going to do my own research and figure out if they won it. So he used his brother winning the championship to talk about how because he didn't see it, he doesn't believe it, and he has to do his own research. Which is what a lot of the players have been saying that they have to, they have to do their own research before they figure it out. So, and then uh, last thing for for this, um, Damian Lillard was asked about it too, and Damian Lillard said he got it. And when they asked him, you know, why, he went through this whole big thing about just you know taking care of the people around him and wanted to make sure that they're safe. And then he said that he's been taking vaccines since he was a little kid and. He never gave a crap about anything that was in any of those vaccines. He just let them shoot him up, and he's not going to start asking questions now. If the doctors say it's fine, then he's getting it, and that's that. It's an honest, normal response. Yeah. It has the ability to maybe create a little bit of a divide within a locker room. You know, like how much do you care about the team? What are you willing to do for the team if you're not willing to to do that? So, No, I don't um, think it's any news that Kyrie is really mostly about himself. Yeah, yeah. Definitely – selfish so but uh yeah that's that's the way that's that's all you i can got do it that's the yeah. way i don't even know where it went <laughs> Hold you on. can do it that's, <laughs> that's the, the way. way the basketball bounces there you go wow wipe that dust off that ball Woo. Yeah. yeah really it hasn't been bouncing quite some time I'm like, when is Jay going to bounce the fucking basketball? Listen, the COVID, the vaccine stuff is big. It's it's all they've been talking about the past two days. <laughs> it's not how long it took you to fucking find that clip. I couldn't find the basketball. You're clearly been killing away for a time while. until you could find it. It's been away for a while. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's show. We're back. Season five. Season five, episode one. <laughs> so Mike Breen is when? Next week? <laughs> oh no we're gonna call him I'm gonna have to park outside his house and follow him to like the supermarket wherever he fucking goes and act like I uh, accidentally bumped into him and say hey remember you from the bike shop you need to find the bike you sold his son or him or whatever and like fuck it up somehow so they have to bring it into the bike shop oh tell him there's a recall on it oh that's a oh, good there you go. there's a recall that's a good, yeah. and the name on the invoice is the name I need to come in with the bike to match it up with the, uh, your ID. Yes. Because it's Mike's name on the ticket. You can reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnickslife, Barry at Barry Dworkin, Blandy at Blandy Hooper. And phone lines are open. That's right. Drop us a voicemail. It doesn't have to be DB, and you don't have to have a dickhead cunty dog to call. Oh, you just got to pick we up the phone and We do want to hear about the loops, though. Can somebody call oh, yeah. us about the loops? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Who's what, 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 what loops is he handing out at 3 a.m.? Is it Fruit Loops? Is it Fruit Loops? <laughs> or as Jay said, is it lubes? 
Maybe he just said it that way, just so that way people wouldn't ask questions. Hold on. I I know that L from Chicago is going to sort this out for us. I know. I'm I'm officially saying, because we threw a lot of things out there, that it is music. It's beats. It's loops. I don't understand how he'd be handing them out. he's handing out loops? I I don't know. That's my best guess. Uh, it's great. You know, like I said, uh, we had all, all the last season we were together getting the towels, you know, for everybody, getting the passing out loops at 3 a.m. on a road trip. So, you know, we passing out loops at 3 a.m. on the road trip. Is it like drugs? Is it possible it's drugs? Maybe he said lewds, like quaaludes. <laughs> Definitely did not. Passing out lewds at 3 a.m., you know, help guys sleep with the quaaludes. Loops. Uh, I can't even think of a guess. Did you give the number, Barry? No, I tried to a few times. 516-33-MESH-1. 516-336-3741. You like our show? You listen to it? This is the fucking season that we need all of you to tell everyone about the show. Yeah, tell a friend. If you enjoy us, tell your friends. Things are getting back to normal. Um, What do we usually do? We got a game coming up, Craig. Do we have a game coming up? Jay, why don't you tell... No, I'm just fucking with you. Barry, tell us when the the first game of the preseason is. Tuesday, October 5th. That's this coming Tuesday against Indiana. What? This Tuesday? This Tuesday. Oh, fuck. Really? Yes. (laughs) Oh, so we're back to watching games at night and doing podcasts. Oh, Uh. Jay, it's already it's midnight right now. Short night of sleep for me. Oh yeah, you're the only one that works. The only one. Barry's not working tomorrow. It's true. That is true. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Tuesday, who do we play? Indiana. Yeah, everybody's fucking waxing poetic about Indiana this season. The moves they made and uh, whatever. It's fucking preseason. Isn't it nice to not be debating who's going to be in the starting lineup? Yes. Yes. I, I have, that thought hasn't even crossed our Dude, minds. Craig, who are our two point guards this season? Say Derek it Rose and Kemba Walker, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Talk about fucking upgrade from the start who's, of the season years past. Who's starting at center? Nerlens. Unless That's Mitchell's the most healthy. debatable thing, I guess. That's the most debatable thing. And it's more about health than anything else, because I think if Mitchell yeah. was healthy, he'd get back in the starting lineup. All right, guys. Until next time, which I guess is next week. Yeah. It is a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.